welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log, Day 38. Fight the Vanity. In a couple of Field Logs up to this point, I've cautioned you against vanity. Right? The one on training. I think I mentioned it in the one on money as a tool. And I'm sure there's a few other field logs here and there where I briefly touched on the danger of vanity. Well, this is a topic that I think about a lot because I understand that when you live the Warrior King lifestyle, there is a greater chance of you becoming vain, right? There's a greater chance of even arrogance or narcissism or any of the various different conditions that are the antithesis of humility. And if you think about this for just a second, you can see very quickly why this might happen, right? If you start training and you start to build a body and over the months and then years, you start to just look different from the average person, from the average man. You start to look like you have experience in physical training. Maybe you're an athlete, maybe you're a fighter. Whatever it is, it starts to become obvious that you are different. And that can be a great temptation, right? And the, the same is true of earning more money. When you start to focus on your budget and your earning potential and your investments and everything, after a little while, you're going to get ahead of where the average man is earning wise. And any other area that we discuss, which is most areas, This is going to be the case, right? Maybe you start working on your mind or your craft and you start to become really good at that. The danger of vanity is going to increase. It's going to be very tempting for you to think that you're better than people. And if that happens to you, it's going to ruin everything you've worked for. Right? We know that the whole point of the Warrior King ethos is to live out your God-given purpose as effectively as possible. Right, And if you're attracted to this material, that purpose is most likely going to be being a husband, a father, a leader in your community, whatever it is. We want to do that effectively. And there's no getting around humility there. Right, Without humility, you can't be an effective leader. And we've talked about this before, so go back to the episode on humility if you want a refresher. But the point is that when you start working on yourself as a man, when you start developing your ability to to affect change in the world, vanity is going to become a temptation. And it's going to be on you to fight that temptation and to not allow vanity to start growing in your heart, right? You don't want to start worshiping yourself or obsessing over yourself, which would completely twist your preoccupations to a point where they shouldn't be. Now, today's discussion is going to happen in two parts. First, I'm going to talk about how it's going to actually take away from your ability to serve people effectively and to achieve your purpose effectively. And then in the second half, we're going to talk about some techniques to prevent vanity, and some of them might sound similar to the humility episode, and some of them might sound different, right? Because Building humility and preventing vanity have a lot in common, but they're not the same thing. 
So the first thing I will say is that the perception people have of you is very important when you're a leader. You live and die by how people feel about you. Right? And if you look into the way modern politics works, a lot of people try to manipulate public image, right? They'll try to highlight their good qualities and diminish their bad qualities and point out the bad qualities and the opponent and diminishes good qualities. If you're a man living the warrior king ethos, you have to value virtue and character, right? Because your commitment to God is going to include a commitment to the virtues, right? And for example, the cardinal virtues, wisdom, justice, temperance, and fortitude, and then you have the theological virtues, which are faith, hope, and love. So if you're not developing these virtues, you're not growing in the spiritual life, which means you are failing to live up to the expectation that God has for you. So all of that to say that we know public image is important and we also know that we absolutely cannot deceive people into viewing us positively, right? It has to be a genuine character that people are seeing. So from an effectiveness standpoint in leadership, vanity is going to kill your ability to lead people effectively. People will not want to listen to you out of spite because they don't like you because you're vain. And I've experienced this before, right? There's been times in my life, in my early 20s, when I was good at things, but I was also very vain. So people would want to disagree with me just because they didn't want me to be right. And while that behavior is equally irrational, so is vanity, right? And as a man, we take responsibility for the things that happen in our environment. So when people don't want us to be right about something, don't want to take guidance, don't want to take leadership from us, we have to introspect and see, is there anything I can do? So vanity is going to make you less effective because people won't like that. You know, some people will tolerate it, but most people won't like it. And then, of course, like I said earlier, there is a spiritual implication. You are failing from the very get-go. If you have vanity, that is a negative character trait that you need to eradicate. Then if you take another example, like something that doesn't include other people, vanity will also become a problem. One of the things that I always say to my guys when we walk into the weight room is you leave your ego at the door. I say this all the time. Well, if you're vain, then you want people to see you in a good light at all times. And this has happened to me before where I'll walk into the gym and it's time to squat heavy, say, and I'm throwing on one plate, two plates. I'm working my way up to four plates for reps, but I get to plate number two and my hip flexor feels really bad. It, it feels uncomfortable. It feels tight, like I might injure myself. If you have a strong instinct towards vanity, you're going to want to load up the weight anyway because you don't want people just seeing you squat two plates. And you can sabotage your progress, right? The ego plays into this a lot. There was a time last year when I knew that I needed to reprogram, but I needed to go to a longer cycle length from one week to four weeks. And I really postponed it because I didn't want to accept the reality that I'm going to progress more slowly. I wanted my friends to always see me hit new PRs every week. But I was, I was stuck, I was plateaued, and I was overtraining. So that instinct to try to look good for other people backfired. And God forbid the same thing happened to you. 
If vanity is growing in your heart, it's festering in your soul. Not only is it killing you spiritually, not only is it killing your leadership abilities, it's also going to sabotage your progress because that's what the devil wants. So we have to approach all of our activities with humility, right? From the practical perspective. And I'll give you another example. Let's say you've been working on your wardrobe and you got a nice haircut and you've been getting more confident and comfortable talking to people and you want to start talking to women you're attracted to, that you're interested in. Well, if you walk up to a woman and the women have incredible intuition and there's vanity in you and it's strong, especially, she's going to sense that very quickly and it's going to be a very big turnoff, right? He's, he's vain. He's full of himself. I don't like that, right? She might tolerate it, but she won't like it and she shouldn't. And neither should you, by the way. Quick aside, if you're talking to a woman and say she's very beautiful, but she has a lot of vanity, then you should probably think twice about that. It's a very serious character flaw. So you can start to see how vanity is this very insidious, I would say, spiritual disease, if you will, that will attack your relationship with God. It will attack your leadership ability. It will attack your effectiveness in training in building wealth, right? Maybe you want people to always think that you're rich and you're, you're spending more money than you should reasonably. You're not investing or saving. It's going to sabotage you when you're trying to find a wife. So in virtually every arena that is important to a man that you could imagine, vanity is going to be a negative. It's going to be a minus. It's going to be a setback. It's going to be a stumbling block. So how do we fight the vanity? Right, this is a very, very delicate question because I could just rehash everything and, or slice out of the humility episode and paste it in here and then we could call it a day, right? If you're humble, you don't have vanity. And for the most part, that's true. But I want to give some specific recommendations on getting past vanity. Right, and the first thing I will say is whenever you're doing something that is going to be externally visible to people, say the way you dress or the car you drive and the house you live in and everything, the first thing you need to be asking yourself is, why am I making this particular decision? So for example, it is absolutely appropriate for a man to dress well, and there are many practical reasons why a man should dress well, right? I've talked about them before. It increases your authority. It's going to make people respect you more. It means good stewardship, Right, taking care of your body, not dressing it in filthy clothes. But if you're doing it for the sole purpose of looking good and being perceived as good without the underlying idea of the tool that presenting yourself properly is, then we have a problem. And this is such a thin line that is so dangerous that it's going to be very hard for me to say this is okay and this isn't. And Definitely everything I'm saying here, because we're veering into spiritual territory, you should check with your spiritual father. But we do know that there are two extremes here, right? We know that for one, you can do everything that you do about your appearance and your behaviors in public and all other things that are perceived by other people. You could do all of them because you want external validation. We know that, right? Plenty of people live like this. But there's also the opposite extreme which is to publicly degrade yourself, right? Which can also be vanity. 
right, to lament in public. And I think there is a, a passage somewhere in the scriptures where it reads, when you're fasting, you should make up your hair and put on perfumed oil or something along those lines to not, you know, flex in front of other people and like, look how seriously I'm fasting and look how repentant I am and everything. That's also a form of vanity. That's another extreme. So we shouldn't try to make a show of either presenting ourselves too well or presenting ourselves too poorly. And you can even think of it as another spectrum, right? And this sort of happens within the first spectrum is that you can either do things that are meant to draw attention to yourself all the time and excessively and constantly worried about how other people think of you, or you could not care what people think at all and have no regard for the people that have to experience interactions with you, right? An example of this, on the one hand, you could dress in a $5,000 Italian suit and earn $80,000 a year, and then that's way excessive. Or you could never wash your clothes, not care how you look at all, and completely disrespect your body, which we know is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So there are so many balancing acts that are happening here at all times. And ultimately, the only way you're going to get to the answer is through introspection, right? Now, that being said, I want to provide a bit of a toolkit that might help you get started with that process. And this is going to be one of the times where journaling is going to come in really handy, right? You have to actually reflect on your view of yourself first to see, is there vanity in me, right? So today... When you do your journaling, right, if you're listening to this first thing in the morning, I'll assume you haven't done your morning journaling yet or your evening journaling. Which, by the way, I say this all the time, absolutely mandatory. You have to make sure to be consistently reflecting and iterating. Now, that being said, when you get to your journaling practice today, ask yourself, if I have, say, I don't know, a small stain on my pants, does that drive me crazy because I'm worried what people think of me? Or if I have... I don't know, a pimple or something on my face. Do I get really worried about it? Right? Maybe my hair isn't, I haven't cut my hair in three or four weeks and it's getting a little unruly. Does that really bother me or does that rather motivate me to say, oh, I need to go get a haircut? Right? What is the emotional state when you're worried or when you're thinking about how people are perceiving you? Are you worried? And if you are, that might be an issue. So let's take an example of two kings, for example, hypothetical kings. And they both have their portrait drawn. And let's say that they're both older and maybe have gained a lot of weight in their later years. But one of the kings decides to have the painter trim some of the weight off, if you know what I mean, right? Really slim him out in the painting to give an inaccurate representation of what he currently looks like because he's embarrassed because he doesn't want people to think that he's obese or overweight. But the other king, say, knows that he's let himself go in his later years and maybe understands that he has to get back to it, but wants to present an accurate picture to people of who he is, right? He doesn't want to try to make himself look good with a lie. So now you can see that the first king is experiencing vanity and the second king is not. Now, both kings might decide at some point to lose the weight, right? Maybe they'll go on a diet and everything. 
or start exercising, but one of them is not afraid to show people this is where I was, this is how I looked, and this is how I look now. And I'm trying to get back to that, right? If you're in your best shape, then you'll be happy about that. But if you're in your worst shape, then you're honest about it, right? And I, I used to not show people my before pictures from before I started training when I was 125 pounds. I didn't want people to know, right? I didn't want to be the guy who got big. I just wanted to be big. And that right there was vanity. So I've made a habit of when people ask, I'll show them immediately. I'm like, yes, this is what I looked like. I was scrawny. I didn't have any muscle on me. I had a very underdeveloped body, but that was the case. Or right now, for example, right now I'm 17 to 18% body fat. I had a DEXA scan done recently and it was somewhere in there. I don't remember exactly. But I'm telling that to people now. Like when they ask me, what's your body fat percentage? I'll say around 17 or 18, which is definitely less lean than I was maybe a year, year and a half ago. So I've gone keto again recently to try to lean out a bit. But the point is I'm not afraid of looking bad or I'm trying to condition myself to not be afraid of looking bad. And that's exactly what you have to do. If you have faults, admit them readily, right? And this is advice I gave in the humility episode too. Admit them readily, right? There's nothing wrong with not being at your best sometimes. There is something wrong with not taking things that matter and working on them. So let's say you're out of shape and you're unhealthy. You can admit that, but you shouldn't stay there. You should be able to say that this is a problem and people should know this and see the humanity, right? That I'm not perfect all the time. And then I should get better. And then I can use that as an opportunity to teach people how I did it myself, right? That's another thing about leadership that I've found is sharing your personal struggles and humanizing yourself is going to take you very far. So when you have vanity, you want to appear perfect at all times. But when you have humility... You're okay with people seeing you struggle. You're okay with people seeing you suffer as long as it doesn't take away from your leadership abilities, right? You don't want to become a woe is me lamenting sort of person. But if you've slipped up recently or if you've let yourself go a little bit, that's okay to share that, to show people that you're human. So reflect on your relationship with how people see you, right? The idea of how they see you. Think about how much it bothers you when people see you not at your best, right? I, for example, whenever I leave the house, I'm usually well-dressed. Not always. Sometimes I'm wearing sweatpants and a hoodie, but generally I like to be dressed well. But when someone comes and visits me at my house, I'm wearing lounge clothes, right? I'm not trying to impress as a host, right? I want to be a considerate host and offer a beverage and place to sit and all of those sorts of things and you know, point you to the restroom and all that. But I don't mind looking homely in my home, but it's appropriate. Or for example, and I'm going to do an episode on this, I think in the next few days, the idea of prostration, right? If you have vanity, you don't want to get down in the dirt, you know, put your face in the dirt. But if you have humility, it doesn't bother you at all, which is why I find prostration so fascinating. And I want to do a field log on them. All of this to say, that we know that vanity is a stumbling block in your spiritual life, in your life as a leader, in all of the pursuits that you have, it's going to hold you back. In courtship, it's going to hold you back. It's going to make your life more difficult. And the only way to combat vanity like this is to identify it in your life, identify it in yourself, remedy it, allow yourself proactively to 
let people see you when you're not polished to perfection, right? Like this shouldn't bother you because you know that at the end of the day, you are a tool for God's purpose. And that means that you need to maintain yourself like a tool, right? Go back to the salt water and sword episode we did very early on to hear some more thoughts on this. But you do have to maintain yourself. You have to practice upkeep. You have to develop yourself. But times when you backslide, you're being human. And that's okay. So resolve yourself to not care too much if you're always pretty and polished. right? To not care too much if people see you with a flaw. To try to be humble and honest and human in times when you're struggling. Now, that's not to say that this is all an excuse to let yourself go, but rather that you only observe the situation with distance and accept it. You know, if I'm doing well, good. If I'm not doing well, well, what should I improve? But not to try to hide that from people. Because at that point, you're falling into the trap of vanity. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.